Welcome to Secondhand Therapy. We are not licensed professionals. We're not therapists. Nope. We're just two guys sharing our experience that we've had with our own therapy sessions. Yeah. And it might get uncomfortable. And that's okay. And it might get funny. And that's also okay. Regardless, thanks for listening. And enjoy the show. Yeah. Why do you have to last word me every time? I don't. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Bye. Bye. Love you. Bye. Love you. More. You know his dad's dead, right? through hands recently <laughs> very recently yeah very recently and when i say throw hands i mean you you would have learned a lesson right because we know how that we know we know the beginning middle and the end of the story i mean right daddy shows up we don't know for sure and we'll and never know we can find out right now <laughs> <laughs> oh i got an idea for an experiment let's find out right now see and you know so tell what tell what happened. Okay, so here's the thing. Our friendship is great. Mm. On my end. Really great. I yeah, you have a great friend. I'm killing it. So but here's where we struggle. We butt heads when we try to work together on projects. Mm-hmm. Like uh, a podcast. Like a podcast or film or anything that's outside of just hanging out. Yeah. Yeah, we can hang and talk shit and have some laughs and... Yeah. Yeah, but... Yeah, when we... Uh, why do you think it is? I think it's... You know, because we've talked about this a little bit. Uh, you know, and I'll own up to a lot of it being, uh, on my end at least, of I'm not used to working with other people. Mm-hmm. I, all the projects that I have been a part of, or I've usually created and done and had and brought on the people. And like, I, it's been my show. Right. And when we come together, um, cause the other time we were butting heads was on your film. And uh, who, whose film? Your film. That's right. And, uh, I struggle with that. Yeah. You struggled with, Daddy making a film, didn't he? <laughs> now, <laughs> it turned out really well. Yeah. And thank God I, I was there. Yeah. 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 Otherwise, who knows? I mean, we might have had some good acting on set <laughs> across from the big dog. Sure. No, no bullshit. No. Yeah. It turned out really well. Um, yeah. You were incredibly helpful. But yeah, we did butt heads few times because yeah you you uh you struggle to seize control yeah yeah i don't even even when i have a team and everything like that i struggle to delegate Mm 
mm-hmm. because I don't, it's hard for me to trust others with what I want to get done. And usually in the past when I have just been like, you know what, I'll, I'll just let go and I'll do this. It, it doesn't turn out the way I see it or want it. And I end up redoing it anyways. Mm-hmm. And that's, and so I just take that and move forward with it, which is not what you do. You have to treat each individual project as an individual project. I can't think of like, oh, this is going to go this way because that last one I did, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. It just, yeah. And yeah, when you're doing creative project, it's like the worst thing you can do is be like, okay, good enough. Yeah. Because then you're just like, you're, you're going to be obsessed with it forever. Because even if you do finish the project and you feel good about it, in your mind, it's never going to be done. Right. Because forever you're going to be realizing, oh, I missed this shot, or we, we could have cut it this way, because it's never done. Mm-mm. So to let it go before you even feel good about it, is, it's like, it'll haunt you. Yeah, there's nothing like that, that giving up feeling, especially when you're on set or on the, like, you're like, well, this is the shot we can get. Yeah. It's like, well, that's not the shot I want or that's not yeah. what I want. It's like, oh, this is the shot we can get. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Yeah. So with, with our latest film that we worked on together being more of my project, from your feelings while you were on set to the feelings now that it's complete, do you still have those feelings of this isn't what I thought it was going to be or anything like that? Or are you, do you feel good about how it turned out? No, I feel really good about how it turned out. I was in the moments, uh, and you and I have talked about this in those moments that I was struggling. It was the back and forth that you and I had, Mm -hmm. right? It was, um, you don't like the way I talk to you sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. We, you you blew up on me on the set. I didn't blow up on you. (laughs) I didn't blow up on you. Come on. It was it wasn't the the it other wasn't day, great. The other day was closer to a blow up. Oh, yeah, in a different way. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't I didn't like the way that you were addressing me and talking to me in front of yeah. the crew on set. Right. Yeah. Talking to you like a grown man. I can't do that. Right. I'm just kidding. No, and we've and we've talked about that as I come I come from the business world. Yeah. Like I've been in business and finance and all that stuff since I was eighteen. And I've been in LA for a year and a half now. So yeah, the way I you communicate in those scenarios is so direct and like what's the solution? Yeah. And I took that communication style to a film set where everything is much more relaxed and everybody's an independent contractor and yeah, it's a different world. Yeah, and dealing with creatives is is different as well. And you mm-hmm. and I have had these conversations too where you'd be like, what the fuck? They said they'd have it by Tuesday. And it's like, yeah, but this is like, you're dealing with somebody who is, you know, dealing with graphics or music or this or that or whatever the fuck they're dealing yeah. with. And it's, you know, you're like, it, you know. Yeah, I don't, I still don't accept that. I know you don't. You don't tell me Tuesday if it's not Tuesday. Right. Because if I tell you Tuesday, it's Tuesday. Right. But from the creative side, I see that I have more leeway with them if they're like, you know, if the guy coloring my film is like, oh, I'll have it up on Wednesday. It's like, all right, great. And then I get an email on Friday morning from him being like, hey, sorry, here, here's your thing. I'm like, cool. 
where you're losing your mind on Wednesday being like, where the fuck? He said Wednesday. Yeah, be reliable. Be accountable. Right. Yeah, for sure. You shrug your shoulders all you want. Yeah. I, hey, I'm not saying that it's right. You're just more conditioned. Yeah. To, yeah. Yeah. I've been in L.A. for over a decade. And so yeah. we're also what we struggle with, too, is, is that same thing only bleeds over into personal life, too. Like you and I have had this conversation, too, where you're mm -hmm. like, you said you'd be here at six and I get here like six ten or six fifteen and you're like, You said fucking six and I'm like, Yeah, man, it's LA though. Like I'm here. Nothing makes me more angry than when you go, Bro, it's LA. This is this is how LA is. <laughs> oh know. no, it isn't. Because when I tell you I'll be at your house at two o'clock, I'm there at two o'clock. Right. Right? Yes. Because I told you I'll be there at two, which means you'll be ready by two, which means I'm not gonna have you sitting there with your dick in your hand for fifteen minutes being like, Oh, cool, man. But this is LA, baby. So it doesn't always, and yeah, you just have to, I, I think we, what we can take away from each other, we're not, we're being stubborn and we're trying to stick to, to stick in our ways. I don't know about we, but go ahead. And here's why I was saying we, because you could learn to be a little more lax on that side and I could learn to be a little more strict on that side, on things mm -hmm. like that. And if we would take that away from each other, instead of bumping heads and being like, you said fucking six. I'm like, it's LA. If we would just, if you would just learn to be like, oh yeah, it's fucking, it's 605. He's fine. And me going, hey, I tried my best. I know it's 605. Sorry, I'm late. Or, or yeah, text me or texting five, you. Yeah. Text me at 550. Be like, hey man, be like 15 minutes. Late. Right. Exactly. And those are the takeaways that we should be getting from each other instead of bumping heads or beating, being angry or being like, what the fuck, man? And it's like, hey. Yeah. And that, I think if we applied that to things that we work on, I think that would also help us as well. Because even when we're talking about this podcast, we were talking about delegating me letting go of <laughs> the anything, the, the anything, but the posts that go up on social media and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's so hard for me to just be like, you're like, hey, I'm going to post this on the TikTok and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay make sure you use this font and you're like i have it i'm like yeah and make sure and you're like hey it's then, done and then 20 minutes later you're like hey i'll take care of the tiktok post yeah <laughs> now i got it it's been in the drafts for 36 hours now yes because and here's why you're better at the social media stuff is because your attention to detail yeah and i don't have that minutia like i don't give a fuck right, if let's like, say minutia it's not minutia when it's talking about social media post, yeah, a spelling error or like putting quotation marks on something in the thing. Punctuation like, in captions? Yeah. That's important. It that's gives context to the conversation. Yeah. So if somebody deaf is watching, they're like, who's saying what? <laughs> you don't care about deaf people is what you're saying. That's not what I'm saying. What you I'm just saying said it. is you're, more <laughs> you're way more paying attention to those details than I am. Mm-hmm. However, on the other side of things, like I'm editing and color correcting and doing all those things and getting it ready and putting mm -hmm. the logo on and all that stuff. So yeah. like, instead of arguing or trying to be like, what the fuck, why can't I post this on TikTok? Like, I just have to realize, oh, he's better at that because he, I can trust him in the details of taking care of that. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I think that's, that's where we can, uh, uh, yeah. we can have trade-offs. Can I say one thing? Of course. I'd like to apologize to the deaf community. <laughs> I am so sorry for him. 
my goodness. I yeah, I think it's important. Hey, you know what? That you have context you, in the subtitles. I agree. It is really important. Why don't you go ahead and sign it to them right now? I don't. I don't. Oh, I don't know sign. I don't. You don't do care either. Though. Then cool. Moving on. Oh, cool, man. Hey, do you speak Spanish? Lo siento. Lo, what? Lo siento. That says you said I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm so. sorry. What did you say? Do I speak Spanish? Yeah. Uh, See. Si. Okay. Fuck. Yeah. I actually speak <laughs> kind of decent Spanish, and I really wanted to call you a racist right now, and you shit all over the bit. <clears throat> okay. So after we completed the film, is um, and I'd be interested to know if. How are your emotions after you complete a project? Because I talked in therapy what felt like endlessly about how unsure I was of the project and how I thought it was a piece of shit and I was I like I did not want anyone to see it and it was it was a really difficult thing for me. Do you does that happen to you? All the time, yeah. Why? Usually, usually it happens much later for me. Usually I'm really excited and proud of it and like got, happy we got it. And it's like, I can't wait to share it with people. I know. Yeah. Um, I hate it. But then usually like six months later, I'm like, I hope nobody saw that. Mm. Oh, I hate it. I don't ever want to see it again. Don't talk to me about it. Like, even if it's good, I'm like, fucking get it out of here. I don't want to look at it. Is that for films or for stand-up or both? Both. Any kind of create. I think that's normal for creatives, right? You, mm. I think that's, you know, you and I are friends with a bunch of singer-songwriters and stuff like mm -hmm. that, and I've had similar conversations with them, and they all kind of have that same feeling of like, you're like, man, I love that fucking song you do with, and they're like, oh, I don't talk to me about that. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? I was like, oh, why? That's a beautiful, and they're like, no, fuck that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, I thought it was just going to be for stand-up because you... I thought it was more so because it was a numbing thing about um, the content. Because you're doing the same... Spoiler alert, you're doing the same jokes every night in different cities. So yeah. you... I thought it was just like a numbing thing of being like, oh, I've heard this a million times. That was one of the most interesting things after you and I became friends, seeing how much stand-up is a word-for-word -word repeat and mm. like because when you watch stand-up it feels so fresh and organic and like it's off the cuff and then seeing you you know do six shows in a weekend and i'm like oh he just did the same exact show six times yeah like, i did i did not understand that's how stand-up work and i didn't realize how much how much like detail you guys have to have being on stage and presenting this orchestrated material and playing with the tones and the fluctuations and then finding the pockets, but still doing the same material. Like it's truly fascinating. Yeah. Is any of this usable? I don't think so. We're just having a conversation right now. Probably. Okay. So I was in therapy and my biggest issues were no matter how how many accolades the film were getting or how many accolades I was getting or anything like that, I still couldn't believe that it was any good. Mm. Like I would go into, you know, therapy and, you know, he's asking like, Oh, how are the festivals going? And I'm like, Oh, you know, I, 
I just won best actor and, and best director. And he's like, Oh, that's so great. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's like, do you feel better about the film? Like, no, I still don't want anybody to see it. I think it's terrible. And I, and I don't know why that is. I can sit there and tell you it looks great. Like Kevin shot the fucking hell out of it. The music's incredible. Alicia did so good. I think the dialogue is strong. Daddy wrote the script. And like, I think the act, like I, I think every piece of it is really good, but I'm like, oh, there's no way this is a good film. What if you were to look at it um, as not your film? How do I do that? It's so, it's, do you, it's so it's such a personal f- project. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know I don't I've thought about that and I don't know if it's that I'm too close to it. That that's why I can't think it's good. Or if if because I'm too close to it, I'm I'm just being protective of it. And I'm like I don't want anyone to see this. Mm. I I don't know what it is. I feel like a lot of times you're protective of just your feelings in general. Me. Yeah, it's hard to get a read on you a lot of times. Yeah, I <laughs> I had a very interesting conversation with my therapist last week. Um, we were actually talking about you and I having our big blow up. And, okay, so let me backtrack. So every time I go into therapy, he goes, oh, so how's your mood been this week? Right. And every time I'm like, oh, fine. And he's like, okay. And one day he finally comes. He's like, "So, what are we doing here?" I was like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Your your mood's always fine." He's like, "Do you think you need to be here?" And I was like, "Yeah, man, <laughs> I do. <laughs> There's a lot to work through." Yeah. And, but anyway, we got to talking about feelings and what I've discovered about myself is that I have a really hard time naming my feelings unless it's a, unless it's a very big feeling like I, I can feel a panic, a panic attack coming on. If I'm very frustrated, I can feel that. If I'm very angry, I can feel that. If I'm very happy, I'm good with that. If it's not a really big feeling, I'm just, I'm, I'm fine. And he asked me, um, he asked me if when I was a kid, if anybody ever asked me how I was feeling Mm. and I was like, well, no. And he's like, yeah. So being able to check in with yourself throughout the day, he's like, that's a learned skill. And being able to think about how you're feeling is a learned skill. And I don't, I realized at 35 years old that I never learned that skill. So do you throughout the day, are you like consciously checking in with yourself and you're able to understand how you're feeling? Oh, I know. I know how I'm feeling every second of the day. It's wow. Yeah. It's uh, annoying, but I don't, I don't consciously think about it. Like I'm not always thinking like, well, how do I feel right now? How do I feel right now? I just know that I feel a certain way or if I feel off or if I feel angry or frustrated or anxious or all these things, like I just, I'm just always aware of it. Even if it's just like a little, little wave off the baseline. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. But I think you and I had very opposite upbringings. I had the I had the opposite where my mother was spoiling me and I was the only child and I was this miracle baby. My mother was told she would never have kids and then I came much later in her life and it was out of nowhere and so it was it, I had constant check-ins. It was always how are you doing? You know. Mm. Showered with it. Um Yeah, and my mom was raising two kids on her own working two or three jobs. Yeah. Like she yeah. Yeah, it's very different. Um Wow. So yeah. You, you, yeah, I just So when you have you has this changed in the sense you've talked about this? Have you tried have you tried like what are the exercises for that? Are you like just around the house like now how are you doing, Lou? Yeah, so <laughs> the idea was to like try like a feelings journal. Ooh, okay. Of like just checking in with myself throughout the day and just jotting down how I feel. And I discovered that I, I just, I can't name my feelings. What do you mean by that? Like when you say, even like if you're operating on a baseline, you have a little flutter of frustration. Mm -hmm. You can be like, I'm frustrated or I'm excited or I'm sad. Unless it's a really big feeling. Like if I'm really sad, I can be like, I'm sad. But if it's just like a little off the baseline, I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Every time I checked in with myself, I was I'm fine. I could. The, Your journal is just. I'm fine. I I told him I was like, dude, I would have written down content 500 times if I did a physical journal. Really? That's all I could come up with was I'm content. I'm good. And I just. Are you not doing anything to spark emotions? That's my follow-up question. Like, are you engaging in activities or interests that would? get a rise out of you whether it be excitement or frustration or like what anything reading a book or watching tv or engaging with others or yeah i do all that yeah and, fine. and nothing <laughs> it's fine it's fine it's fine <laughs> it's fine I, life is fine yeah i but also he brought up Go ahead. But if you send me to the grocery store for something, I'm yeah. coming back with whatever you sent me for and 100 emotions. Why? It's I feel the grocery everything. store. I feel everything. I, I'm, yeah. I, I, I'll be frustrated with somebody driving on the way there. I'll be happy to see somebody. I'll be horny if I see something. I'll be hungry yeah. if I see it. I'm angry at this fucking okay, cashier. Hungry is not an emotion. Let's get that. Not an emotion. Absolutely is. If anybody was going to feel a hungry emotion, it's daddy right here. Okay, daddy thick boy. Daddy thick boy, and it's okay. But yeah, see, like, those are things, like, if I'm driving and I can feel a really frustrating idiot cocksucking motherfucker in traffic, right. like, I can feel that. But that's it. But that's, a, that's also a big emotion. That's rage. Exactly. That's a bit. The big ones I got. How do we get you feeling little ones? Little baby so emotions. <laughs> here's here's something that he brought up. Yeah. So I, as you know, I started taking Lexapro about, I don't know, a year and a half ago. I was going to ask about this. Yes. And and the reason I started taking it was, was for anxiety. It's the only, I didn't want to be taking as needed anxiety. I didn't want to be taking Xanax or 
any of that stuff like when you get a panic attack i just wanted something to like help my brain understand that not everything's going to kill me throughout the day mm. because i was i was at a point where i was having like four or five massive panic attacks a day and i was just like i got i got to, i have to do something and you know you and i have this comment i fucking hate pills right i don't like it so i started taking lexapro and it did it did what it was supposed to do like i I don't have massive panic attacks anymore. I still have flare-ups every now and again. Um, but my therapist is all talking. He's like, you know, Lexapro was also used for depression. And mm-hmm. even though that's not what I'm taking for it, it that is also a use for it. And um, SSRIs, which is the category of medicine that it is, they, they do make your big feelings feel smaller. So it is possible that my smaller feelings are getting... Even smaller. I was going to ask about the medication, but I didn't know if you wanted to share that or whatever. Oh, yeah, I don't give a fuck. Um, I snorted every morning. Yeah. <laughs> I just, because that, that, was, that would be my only guess, would be why you're not, well, it's almost numbing you. Because no. it, its job is to mellow you out, but maybe it's doing too good of a job and it's taking away some of those smaller emotions that you're maybe not aware of. And I thought of that, but then I thought back to before I was on it and I've always just operated on, I'm fine. Like that's just, that's how I've always been. Unless it's a really big feeling. Yeah. I'm just, yeah, I'm good. I just, I don't know. Because when I was a kid, nobody ever asked me how I was doing. So I was just fine all the time, I guess. It's weird. It's very weird. Yeah. So yeah, he brought that up. But yeah, even when I think back, I just, I don't. But he made an interesting point as well in that a lot of that is just, it's almost, it's kind of the same principle as meditation. So when you meditate, the idea is, um, mindfulness Mm -hmm. is like being aware of what's happening in your mind. And he's like, it's the same thing with this, like checking in about how you're feeling is just about being mindful of being like, okay, I have this feeling coming by, like allowing it, observing it, and then understanding it's temporary, just like everything else. Mm -hmm. I just don't do that because I never learned that skill. So it's just, it's kind of just comes back to mindfulness. Hmm. That's so interesting. Yeah. Because again, I feel, (laughs) I feel everything all of the time. Mm. And my therapist in the last few weeks, he's just been beating the shit out of me with yeah. uh, discoveries about myself that I was unaware of. And one of them being that I'm an anxious person. Uh, shocking. Yeah. Shocking. You know what? I know. Oh, dude, everyone knew, but you didn't we? Everybody I've told recently has been like, yeah. Like even <laughs> I was talking to Faber the other day. Yeah. And, Faber, Faber, I've known for since I was a kid. Yeah. We went to high, we went to school together. We lived a mile from my house. We, you know, yeah. So I, I told Faber that I was, that you know, this new discovery about being anxious, and he was like, "Yeah, you're one of the most anxious people mm-hmm. I've ever met." And I was like, "Yeah, what? Yeah, I thought I was. Well, number one, I didn't think I was an anxious person, mm-hmm. and number two, I didn't think I was ever coming off that way." Mm-hmm. Ever, yeah, and oh, all the time, and everybody in my life's like, yeah, you're fucking anxious, yeah. dude. Yeah, you're a wound up, yeah, fuck monkey. Yeah, it's I didn't know. Wild, that. oh yeah, 
and now that I'm now that it's coming out, mm-hmm. it's all I see. It bleeds over into everything that I do. You see the anxiety oh, all yeah. the time now. Even when I come here and um, uh, Lou has a, a gate that you have to uh, buzz into. Yeah, I live in a gated compound. The Man, daddy does it big. The anxiety that I get from just trying to time out when to text you to buzz that gate open. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, even little things like that, I am in my head about the entire, when I'm parking my car, when I'm doing all that, all I'm thinking about is, okay, I got to text him now. No, I don't want to be, I don't want to fuck that up. I wanna, I, I, I'll text him in a minute. I'll, I'll wait till I get out of the car. Well, I got stuff to grab. I'll, Why don't you just text me when you're at the gate? Sometimes I do because I want to text it. I want to get it just right. So when I'm at the gate, it's buzzing and I can go in. I hate, especially if I'm carrying stuff up or whatever, I hate waiting for the gate or whatever. So I'm constantly in my mind trying to find the perfect time to text you. There's a word for that. Yeah. It's autism. Yeah. <laughs> you got Asperger's, you think my I boy. You got a touch of the tism. You now, got we're Asperger's, Now we're boy. piling on. This is piling on. Because the second part of this. You're gaslighting me. Is that I'm, that I'm learning about ADHD. Yeah. And that's the other part of what I'm learning about myself um, that I did not know about. Mm-hmm. And it's so odd discovering all of these things about yourself at 40. Yeah. Learning all of these new things, or not new things, but making all these connections in your life. You're like, oh, that's why I do that. Oh, that makes sense because, oh, I'm anxious and I didn't. Yeah, that, okay. Do you think that makes it learning it at this stage in life, do you think that makes it more difficult to accept? Or is it, do you feel frustrated that you didn't know sooner? A little bit of frustration that I didn't know sooner. Mm-hmm. Really frustrated that everybody knew but me. We're all frustrated you don't listen, but yeah. Yeah, that also. Um, I, You know, I was thinking about it the other day, because you go to therapy because you think, your brain's broke. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're like, Oh, there's something wrong. I'm, you know, I got to figure this out. Like I have mm-hmm. to, I have to find a fix. Yeah. And then to go to the person that you're like, and you're like, Hey man, I think my brain's broke. Can you help me fix it? And then they hit you with like, yeah, your brain is broke. And also it's wired completely different from everybody else. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. okay. It's like, it's like driving around a car for years and then you just you like you you bring in a you you finally look at the car facts and you're like oh this thing's been fucking wrecked a yeah. bunch of times you're like this thing's a fucking mess this had women drivers <laughs> don't Jesus. you can't that's just a joke it's a joke yeah so it's all I've just been driving this fucking wrecked car around for a while and I had no idea. Yeah. And everybody can see it. Everybody's like, man, this car's got a bunch of like, dents in it. And you're like, what are you talking you about? you want to put a coat of paint on this thing? <laughs> exactly. Like, she's shining. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going to go uh, wash the car. And they're like, mm-hmm. why? You're going to wash the doors right off the motherfucker. <laughs> exactly. Jesus. I had, yeah. um, I had a similar thing a few years ago. I had, um, as you know, I had a few traumatic events oh you don't say (laughs) yeah so um i had three 
Three? Three. Yeah. Three very traumatic events in the span of like 15 months. Two of them were like 30 days apart. Back to back to back, baby. Yeah, it it was a rough stretch. And um, You're like the Michael Jordan of tragedy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, oh, she's dead? Put him in a fire. (laughs) Oh, dude, try to kill him in a car accident. And look at me now. But anyway. Look at me now. Not feeling anything. Yeah. yeah. Spoiler alert. That's what happened. Somebody died and then it was in a fire and then it was in a car accident that should have killed me. Hey. Um, Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Welcome. <laughs> and because before all of this, I had, I had never had a panic attack in my life. Mm-hmm. And then after all this happened, especially after the car accident, I had a concussion for a couple months. And then um, I had to go, like, because of, you know, car insurance, they made me go get checked up for health and stuff like that. And I was talking to the doctor, and they referred me to a psychologist because I was having so many panic attacks all the time. And they kind of said the same thing to me. They're like, you have had these really big traumatic things, and it's completely rewired your brain. So I was like, okay, so how long is this going to last? And they're like, this is you now. Like, it's not about, we're not, we're not going to, you can't rewire it back to the way it was. You have to learn to manage this new software that you have. And once I understood that it helped because I knew, okay, this is just never going to go away Mm -hmm. because I was just waiting for me to be like back to normal. And once they're like, yeah, that, that doesn't work like that. Like you're rewired for life now, my guy. Yeah. And it's a, it was, it was a really hard thing for me to accept. It sucked. It's a really weird thing to hear. Yeah, I don't know if I'm at acceptance stage yet. Yeah. You know? Um, me either. <laughs> no, I was kidding. I, I accepted it. Yeah, it is. It's it's so interesting because I've, you know, um, I've done stand-up most of my life for the past 20 years, since I was 19. So yeah, for 20 yeah. years I've done it, and... It, it, my life would operate in weeks, you know, I would, mm-hmm. I would be gone Thursday through Sunday, a lot of time Wednesday through Sunday for most times of travel and all that stuff. So I, I would have very little free time in between. And the free time that I did have, it was always occupied with friends or family or girlfriends and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was just on the go and in motion all the time. Yeah. And then COVID happened and that was the first slowdown I ever had in my life. And I, man, that, that broke me a little bit and brought out a lot of my anxiety. A little. Broke me a lot a bit. Yeah. 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 You you did not handle COVID well. I didn't. Uh, yeah. It was it was it was a weird thing to watch. Yeah. Very entertaining. Just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I didn't enjoy it at all. <laughs> I watch it again. Yeah. It's, it's must see TV for sure. Yeah. I just I struggled with a lot during COVID with self worth. That was a big thing for me was self-worth because it was like, well, who am I without comedy? Who am I without yeah. that? Um, anyways, and and now shifting away from comedy and in this new career field and, and, and getting in more into filmmaking and stuff like that, I'm still in the comedy world, but in a different way and, you know, filming specials and helping people develop their hours and stuff like that, which is great, but... I have a lot more free time and this is the first time in my life that I've spent this much time with myself. Mm. And so I'm going through a big shift of like, what do I do with all this time? What do I do with all with myself? Like getting to know me. And now you're piling on that 
I'm discovering that I'm fucking anxious and it bleeds into everything that I do. And also, by the way, you have ADHD and you, you know, yeah. it, it freezes you. It does all these things. And like, so now I'm learning who I actually am piled on with changing careers, piled on to never having this much free time with myself before. Yeah. And so I'm doing this big fucking shift in my life that I, it's, it's overwhelming. And so it's not just like accepting like, oh, I think I might have to go on medication for ADHD. It's like, oh, everything I knew is a lie. It's and interesting. <laughs> and I'm this totally different person, really. I'm sorry to interrupt you. It's interesting that having an abundance of free time is overwhelming for you. Mm, mm -hmm. That is the opposite of 99% of people. Yeah, I don't know what to do. I mean, I know what I should be doing with it. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to do that. And that's what we talked about earlier this week was, you know, we were talking about after our big fight. Yeah. I was... I'd have fucked you up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta catch me first. Buddy. You want to talk about the workout we did the other day? Oh, when you couldn't finish it? Buddy. Buddy? Buddy. You couldn't bike a mile? Is that what happened? Buddy, after leg day? No, I couldn't. Well, daddy could. This is my second leg day I've ever done in my life. Thank you. And, uh... That's the most... <laughs> I don't know if I should tell you this. <clears throat> That's one of the most engagements I get on my Instagram is when I post videos of you working out. Mm -hmm. The amount of women that go, I can lift more than that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I'm like, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. I had, I had a, a buddy of mine slide in my DM. He's like, buddy, you're probably feeling all that weight. He's like, you need to rest. And I'm like, hey, man. Yeah. It's my second day yeah. ever doing leg day. Yeah. So get fucked. Are you sore? I, what? I am. My legs are killing me. My today. legs are very sore. Yeah. Listen, it's not about the weight I'm pushing. It's that I'm there. Okay. You know? Yeah. I'm why there. Don't you, why don't you just go, go to the gym have a cheeseburger? Well, you're there. And I'm doing it. You're doing it. I am proud of you. Thank because you. Because I know it's hard to start at the gym. It is. Now, I'd like to get you in there more than once a week. <laughs> but we, we, you know, we can't. We're, we're trying. You know what? We're trying. We are trying. That's actually what we talked about the other night. Was this idea of... <clears throat> this I don't even know how to describe it These, this freeze mode or paralyzing thing that I have going on where mm. I feel it sometimes in my body that I'm craving exercise and I can't bring myself to do it yeah. I want to do these things I want to what do you end up doing instead I, I shut down so I was talking to my buddy about this because he also has ADHD and he's struggling with it and he has, he's on medication but not all the time for it. Mm. And, um, but we have opposite um, kinds of it. So he has like this, the hyperness of it so he can't sit down and like watch a movie. He can't, mm. he has to be in motion. He has to be moving. He has to stay busy. Where I have the ADHD where I feel very overwhelmed. I'm not sure where to start. I don't know what to do. And I get mad at myself for not doing anything, even though I know I need to be doing something mm -hmm. and my body shuts down. And so I'll literally just go lay down um, or I'll go sit down somewhere and just, I, I won't have music on. I won't have TV. It's just, I'm frozen. 
And so your ADHD will kind of like keep you from doing activities and that kind of puts you in a depression. Yes, exactly. It, it, and that's the, that's what I'm learning about mm-hmm. it. Cause for a long time, I just thought like, Oh, I'm still dealing with depression. And sometimes it just shuts me down and I, I don't know how to deal with that. Or I, I get these days where I'm in a funk or sometimes uh, weed will trigger it where I'll, I'll smoke a lot of weed and weed fucks with my head and I'll fucking, you know, shut down for a yeah. couple of days and, and whatever. Um, but what I'm realizing is it's actually the ADHD that's triggering that because I'm, I, my, I want to so badly do an activity, whether it's edit something or write something or clean the house or do whatever, um, exercise. And then I physically won't allow myself to do it. Hmm. I'm fighting myself constantly. Um, and then I get mad at myself for not doing it because I know I should be. And then I get depressed because I'm like, oh, you're such a fucking piece of shit. Look at you not doing what you're fucking supposed to be doing again. Look at you. And then I just shut down and I just lay down or sit down and I go, all right, well, today's done. Maybe tomorrow I'll do it. You just chalk it up as a loss. Yeah. Or I tell myself, I'll do it in a few hours. I'm going to lay down right now. I'm going to get up and I'll I'll make a plan even. I'm going to get up. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And then the whole night goes by and then you know, my mind works where it's like, Oh, well it's 9 PM now. Yeah. I can't do the dishes now. It's 9 PM. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. anything to be like, well, I yeah. can't do that. Yeah. I can do it tomorrow. Yeah. I've been saying this about you love an excuse. Yeah. You love a good excuse. Yeah. I, I didn't know it's cause you're autistic. though. <laughs> and that's what I'm struggling with. Also is now that I'm discovering all of these things, I was telling you this early, I don't want to use it as an excuse. I don't want to be like, oh, you know, I'm fucking up because, you know, I have ADHD. You know, I don't want to play that card. Right. Um, <clears throat> the white man's race card. <laughs> exactly. The ADHD privilege. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't, want to, I don't want to play that. And also, I'm still having a hard time even believing that I do have it because it works a lot like when I was diagnosed with depression a few years ago, I was like, they were like testing me for it and asking me questions. And the, my therapist at the time was like, you, you have depression. I was like, ah, no, I don't. Everyone in your life's like, yeah. yeah you do. And everybody's like, yeah, you're depressed. I'm like, nah, I don't. Yeah. And because I thought it was too trendy. I thought that everybody had depression at that time. It was like pre COVID. It was like 2019, 2018. And everybody was just like, I'm sad. Like every fucking post you read on Twitter is like, isn't the world shit? I'm sad. And I was like, yeah, the world sucks. I'm sad too. And then people are like, you're depressed. I'm like, not me, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and so now I feel like because of TikTok and all the conversations we're having and people diagnosing themselves on it, I feel the same way now where people are like, hey, I think you have ADHD. And I'm like, not me, baby. You're not going to yeah. get me with that TikTok fucking right. trendy thing. And they're like, no, no, you should seriously be on medication yeah <laughs> and i'm like not me baby yeah no seriously sitting in a room with you is unbearable can you please yeah, exactly snort something exactly yeah <clears throat> is adhd trendy yeah oh yeah everybody is everybody has it now is it possible that just everybody has it probably because our generation our parents were like hey you go to work and you save and you buy a house and we're like oh dude that sucks yeah. That's a terrible life. I think yeah. also we have a generation of people raising children on iPads. Yeah. And then the generation behind them 
has now is now being raised on TikTok. Yeah. So like, yeah, the attention I've noticed the attention span of people is unbearable. Mm-hmm. Even you, one of the, it, I'm gonna fight you right now. The fact that you. Oh, dude, did you watch the episode of Mayor of Easttown? You're like, oh, yeah, I got 10 minutes in and then I went to bed. Hey, man, you can't finish one fucking episode of television. Anything you watch, you you can't, you don't finish it. Sometimes, yeah. No, never. (laughs) I know that drives you crazy. It drives me fucking nuts. Hey, did you watch uh, Segura's new special? Yeah, I started it. Mm -hmm. And then what happened? Because finish it. Yeah, I just was like... Did you watch the new Ted Lasso? Yeah, I got about halfway through. Oh, it's 22 minutes long. And you got halfway through? Mm-hmm. It drives me nuts, man. It's my ADHD. I can't help Get it. Get fucked. <laughs> yeah, that shit. Yeah. Yeah, drives me nuts about you. But there are certain things that I am discovering that's like... That, that make me really, obviously, think that I definitely have it. Like, Because I went down a rabbit hole the other night of just on TikTok, listening to people who do struggle with ADHD, who are adults, who maybe found out later in life or who have known they've had it or are medicated. Like I just went down, like, you know, you look at one video and TikTok's like, here's a million other things. Yeah. So I'm like, all right. So I'm like flipping through and one of them hit me so hard. It was the, um, uh, the fact that people with ADHD, whenever they write something like in an email or text something, it's, there's always parentheses. Yeah, you do that. I do that all the fucking time. And that one really hit me. I was like, oh, that's a thing? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Got me. Yeah, I've never seen anybody mansplaining a text message the way you do. (laughs) I go to water your plants. You'd be like, yeah, the watering can, parenthesis, by the counter, parenthesis, on the floor, parenthesis, it's red. (laughs) Oh, cool, dude. Thanks, man. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that was an ADHD thing either. I was talking to somebody about it. I was a fucking idiot. <laughs> I was talking to somebody about it. And they were they were asking if it was more anxiety than it was ADHD. And I said, I don't think so because anxiety would be like a, like a validating thing. And I'm not validating anything by these parentheses. It's not a because this blah, blah, blah. It's a also this blah, blah, blah. Mm. So it's not a because. It's an also. It's... Regardless, it's annoying. <laughs> right? Yeah, for and we sure. Know that. And we know that. Yeah. Parentheses. And you know Not what? joking. And guess what? What? I feel that it's annoying. Lucky you. <laughs> so sometimes my therapist will give me books to read and stuff like that. Yeah. And so I was telling her about our big fight. Yeah. You don't read them though, right? No, I can't. I have ADHD. So I was telling her about our big fight yeah, and, you know, all this stuff. And she suggested a book for you to read. Buddy, we're not married. I'm not reading a book for you. Do I have to read it? Do you want me to read it? Is it important to you that I read it? I don't know. I mean, that's up to you. If you feel like it's important to you, then... It doesn't feel important. Let me just tell you the title. Uh Uh-huh. Loving Someone with ADHD. I don't do any of that. (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, if you, you know, care about me at all. Let me know when they come out with tolerating someone with ADHD. I'll read that one. (laughs) Yeah. I'll write the (laughs) foreword. 
She told me to read a book? Really? Yeah. To put up with your bullshit? Yeah. I come with an instruction manual. 